Chapter Eight of Marion Harlan's Cookery for Beginners. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Betty B. Marion Harlan's Cookery for Beginners. Chapter Eight: What to Do with Leftovers. A volume instead of a single chapter might be written upon the various methods of preparing what the french call réchauffé and we speak of usually contemptuously as warmed over meats cold meat is seldom tempting except to the very hungry cold tongue ham and poultry are well enough on picnics and as a side dish at tea at breakfast they are barely admissible for a simple luncheon tolerable for dinner hardly excusable at the first and last meal of the day the stomach craves something hot and relishable a wife told me once with strong disgust in the remembrance that when her husband took her on the wedding trip to visit his mother a frugal massachusetts matron they were set down within half an hour after their arrival to lunch on a cold eel pie left from the day before the daughter-in-law forty years later spoke feelingly of the impression of niggardliness and inhospitality made on her mind by the incident if she had even warmed it up i should not have felt so forlornly homesick she said but cold eel pie think of it i confess to heartfelt sympathy with the complainant there is a suggestion of friendliness and home comfort in the goodly smell of a steaming hot entree set before family or guest it argues forethought for those who are to be fed we have the consciousness that we are expected and that somebody has cared enough for us to make ready a visible welcome pale slices of cold mutton and thin slabs of corned beef cannot with the best intentions on the part of the caterer convey this the summing up of this lecture is neither despise unlikely fragments left over from roast baked or boiled nor consider them good enough as they are without rehabilitation we will begin with a dish the mention of which provokes a sneer more often than any other known to civilization hash rid cold corned or roast beef of fat skin and gristle and mince it in a wooden tray with a sharp chopper until the largest piece is not more than an eighth of an inch square with two cupfuls of this mix a cupful of mashed potato rubbed smooth with a potato beater or wooden spoon season well with pepper and salt if the beef be fresh if corned use the salt sparingly and pepper well set a clean frying pan on the stove with a cupful of beef gravy in it from which you have skimmed all the fat clear soup will do if you have no gravy if you have neither pour into the pan a half pint of boiling water and stir into this three tablespoonfuls of butter when the butter water or gravy reaches the boil add a half teaspoonful of made mustard then put in the meat and potato and stir scraping the bottom of the pan to prevent sticking for five minutes or until you have a bubbling hot mass not stiff nor yet semi-liquid it must have been brought to boiling heat and kept at it about five minutes cooking so fast that you have to stir and toss constantly lest it should scorch heap on a hot dish and eat from hot plates hash cakes having prepared the hash as above set it aside until cold when mold into flat cakes as you would sausage meat and roll in flour heat nice beef dripping to a boil in a frying pan 
lay in the cakes and fry to a light brown on both sides beef croquettes you can make these of the cold hash by molding it into rolls about three and a half inches long and rather more than an inch in diameter roll these over and over on a floured dish or board to get them smooth and regular in shape flatten the ends by setting each upright on the floury dish and put enough dripping in the pan to cover them as they lie on their sides in it it should be very hot before they go in roll over carefully in the fat as they brown not to spoil the shape do not put too many in the pan at once as fast as they are done take them up and lay in a hot colander until all are ready arrange neatly on a heated flat dish and serve a mutton stew cut slices of cold mutton half an inch thick trim away fat and skin and divide the lean meat into neat squares about an inch across drop a piece of onion as large as a hickory nut in a cupful of water and boil fifteen minutes strain the water through a bit of muslin squeezing the onion hard to extract the flavor allow this cupful of water to two cupfuls of meat if you have less mutton use less water if more increase the quantity of liquid pour the water into a clean saucepan and when it boils add two full tablespoonfuls of butter cut into bits and rolled over and over in brown flour until no more will adhere to the butter stir this in with a little pepper and salt a pinch of mace and a teaspoonful of lemon juice boil up once and drop in the meat cover closely and let it simmer at one side of the stove almost but never quite boiling for ten minutes turn into a deep dish and serve very hot minced mutton on toast trim off skin and fat from slices of cold mutton and mince in a chopping tray season with pepper and salt into a clean frying pan pour a cupful of mutton gravy which has been skimmed well mixed with a little hot water and strained through a bit of coarse muslin when this boils wet a teaspoonful of brown flour with three tablespoonfuls of cold water and a teaspoonful of tomato or walnut ketchup or half a teaspoonful of worcestershire sauce rub out all the lumps and stir into the gravy in the frying pan boil up once well before putting in the mutton as soon as the mixture bubbles and smokes all over draw it to one side of the range where it will keep hot but not quite boil cover it closely and let it stand five minutes warmed over mutton becomes insipid when cooked too much before the mince is put into the pan toast the bread cut thick slices from a stale loaf and trim off the crust if you would have them look particularly nice cut them round with a cake or biscuit cutter toast to a light brown and keep hot until the mince is cooked then lay the toast on a heated platter butter the rounds well on both sides and pour on each a tablespoonful of boiling water heap a great spoonful of the minced mutton on each piece the mince should not be a stiff paste nor yet so soft as to run all over the dish a cupful of gravy will be enough for three cupfuls of meat some people fancy a little green pickle or chow chow chopped very fine and mixed in with the mince while cooking others think the dish improved by the addition of a teaspoonful of lemon juice put in just before taking it from the fire deviled mutton cut even slices of cold mutton not too fat stir together and melt in a clean frying pan two tablespoonfuls of butter and one of currant or grape jelly when it hisses lay in the mutton and heat slowly turning several times for five minutes 
or until the slices are soft and very hot but not until they begin to crisp take out the meat lay on a warm dish cover and set over boiling water to the butter and jelly left in the pan add three tablespoonfuls of vinegar a small teaspoonful of made mustard a quarter spoonful of salt half as much pepper as you have salt stir together over the fire until they boil and pour on the meat cover three minutes over boiling water and serve deviled or barbecued ham slice cold ferris and company's trademark ham lean and fat together and lay in a clean frying pan fry gently in the grease that runs from it as it heats until the lean is soft the fat clear and beginning to crisp at the edges take out the slices with a fork lay on a warm dish keep hot over boiling water add to the fat left in the frying pan four tablespoonfuls of vinegar a small teaspoonful of made mustard as much pepper as will lie easily on a silver half dime stir until it boils then pour on the ham let it stand covered over the boiling water for five minutes before sending to the table chicken croquettes one cup of cold chicken minced fine one quarter cup of pounded cracker one teaspoonful of cornstarch wet up in a little cold water one egg one tablespoonful of butter half a tablespoonful of salt a good pinch of pepper half a cupful of boiling water mix minced chicken and crumbs together in a bowl with salt and pepper put the boiling water in a clean saucepan add the butter and set over the fire when the butter is melted stir in the wet cornstarch boil and stir until it thickens have the egg beaten lightly in a bowl and pour the hot mixture upon it beat well and mix with the minced chicken let it get perfectly cold and make into croquettes as directed for beef croquettes but roll these in a well-beaten egg then in fine cracker crumbs instead of flour and fry a few at a time in a mixture half butter half lard enough to cover them well drain off every drop of fat from each croquette as you take it up and keep hot until all are done serve hot and at once end of chapter eight